It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, November 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the end of the week, Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. We have one night only tonight with Metric at the Grey Eagle, so... I'm excited uh, for that. Going to have to go rock and nap because it would be a later one for us than we... We're usually up on Friday, but... It's really embarrassing because we've joked about this before, but on Fridays at about 7 p.m. every single Friday, if I am on a couch, I will fall asleep sitting up Me on the couch because I'm that gassed. Yeah, yep. it's embarrassing. It's not the way you want to be, but this is... I mean, that's what happens when your alarm goes off at 3 in the morning. I'm excited for the show, though. I am, so too. That'll be, be great. Awesome. Um, last night, so my sister-in-law is visiting from Saskatchewan, and she has two kids, uh... A three, a two-year-old, almost three, and a, a four-month-old baby. So last night, uh, she, McKenna and her sister went down to a comedy show here. Uh, it was actually Brian Callen, who we've had on the show before years ago, who we interviewed. Right. Um, but he. How about that. Uh, so the, I was assuming the baby was going to sleep. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the kids while you guys rip out to the show. Two minutes after they're out the door, the baby starts screaming. Oh like, no! Oh, no. I and. I'm a, I consider myself to be a fairly hands-on dad. You know, I was involved with all the diaper changing and stuff, as, as many modern dads are, right? Yeah. I was never able to get my kids to settle. Like, oh, if they no. were upset and they needed to go back to sleep, that was always something the mechanic could do, and I couldn't. And it makes you feel kind of shitty when you're yep. not able to do it, but... But it, it is what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just how it was. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, if I can't get my own kids down, how am I going to get this this baby I just met down? Yeah. But I did. Oh, thank Gave God. Gave it a bottle and... 20 minutes later, it was back asleep. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, crisis averted. Thank God. I could have been in for a hell of a long night there. Oh, man. And it's so funny because every time we have an event like this on a Friday, I will never sleep the, the week leading up to it. It's just Murphy's Law. I, think, I don't know if it's the excitement or whatever. It's this like, psychological thing now, but it's always when you want to be rested because you're like, I've got a big thing on yep. Friday. You want to be rested for it. pressure on yourself. You do, I guess. And it's always the time when you don't sleep. So, But it's going to be, a, it doesn't matter because you get there and the adrenaline kicks in and I'm excited for it. Then I gotta be up early tomorrow because Brigham's got soccer. McKenna's out of town this weekend, so oh, yeah, won't be a restful one for me, but that's okay. We're gonna get lots done. We're gonna have some fun. Sweet. Uh, on the show today, Shauna will quiz me on Canadian phrases, Canadianisms, Canadian. if you will. Uh, we're gonna talk about the goat of jobs for retirees. And in front of the show, I, oh, I wish I remember the name so I could give this person a shout out, but they said that Buck and Pat is one of their favorite segments and they were hoping we would do some more Buck and Pat soon. So we'll kick today's show off with an appearance from our friends, Buck and Pat. Ten celebrity quiffs to try. Well, the Oakland A's got approval from the MLB to go to Vegas. I saw that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Oakland A's have been really struggling. They sure have. Um, but they're probably this probably means that there's going to be a major league baseball team in Vegas down the way, which I'm pretty damn excited for. So they'll have everything with the NBA then, right? Yeah. And you can bet they're working on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know there are people who are excited about this, especially because Oakland was having so, so many issues with, I mean, their owner, I think, was a cheap old bastard and yeah. couldn't get any fans in the seats and they were fans were mad at him. But something about seeing like a, a city like Oakland lose a team it's to true. go to... To go to Vegas, all the Vegas teams don't seem to have like a lot of character to me, you know. 
Although, yeah. it, like, going to a game, the, seeing how Vegas embraced the Golden Knights is actually incredible. Like, when you're there for a game and you see how excited actual locals are about the team there, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Helps that they've always been good. Yeah. If they sucked for a few years, I wonder what it would look like. It's true. It's true. But Vegas just does things to that next level, too. So you go to the game, and there's just a spectacle of every part of it. Like, the intro to the NHL games there are amazing, and you know it's going to be the same for the MLB. You're just going to have the best stadium or the best ballpark and the way they're going to do it up is going to be insane to watch. Yeah, and so I'm sure the league cool. absolutely loves it, right? It's just a But you're right, for the local money. fans, that would that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I was thinking though that, uh, you know, Blue Jays commentators, Buck and Pat, they probably would enjoy it as well. Well, they'll be taking you know the odd road trip to they play sure will. against this. And you know they'll be excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a beautiful night at the ballpark here in Las Vegas, Nevada for the start of a three-game series with the recently relocated Athletics. Hold on a second, Buck. I'm on a heater over here. Tabby's fully embraced the spirit of Vegas, especially the gambling. Ah, rats, I lost that one. Hey, go easy there, pal. You were at the casino all night and then again this morning. I tell you what, 100 bucks says his next pitch is a cutter. Save some money, Tabby. We still have to buy Wayne Newton tickets for tonight. Two, two to one says Wayne's wearing a red pocket square tonight. I don't think this city is a good influence on you. hundred bucks says he's opening with summer wind. Twenty bucks says he's got plastic surgery done in Arizona. Jesus. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This is Conspiracy Corner. It is your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Beckler and Shauna. Hello. Have you heard the conspiracy theory involving Garth Brooks? No. This is this is ridiculous. So, oh, good. I stumbled across that this video came down my feed of when Garth Brooks was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And when I went to the comments, all the comments were basically the same thing. They were some variation of, where are the bodies, Garth? So I started, I started looking into this because I don't get it. What? And I guess there's this tongue-in-cheek theory that Garth Brooks is a serial killer. Oh, my God. Who murders people wherever he goes on tour. Okay. And he's got hundreds of bodies buried on his acreage in Tennessee. Um, And it looks like this can be traced back to the comedian Tom Segura. Okay. So he's joked about this on his podcast and in his stand-up act. And it's become so prominent that people now show up to Garth Brooks' shows with signs asking where the bodies are. This is stupid. Yeah. I mean... What is the basic... (laughs) Well, I guess there... Tom Segura claims that there are... There's a bit of a coincidence. There's a bit of overlap between where Garth tours and where missing people are reported. Oh, I see. So it's Mm. like it's a joke. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a joke. Well... But people, it seems like people online are maybe taking the joke too far now because okay. you, you like you can't mention Garth Brooks online anymore without people asking where the bodies are and suggesting that he's yeah, great. a serial killer. Okay, um, well here we are. Garth himself has never commented on the joke, and I I suspect that is that, that's for a different reason. I don't I'm not entirely convinced Garth Brooks is a human being. Yeah, I agree with he's that. An odd. Odd fellow. We've talked about this before. He is. I know. When you hit a certain, like, stardom, though, I think that happens. A certain amount of fame or money, then you just get super weird. True. And he's at that point. But, I mean, he's always been a little weird, so I don't know. He is at the level where, like, you're so famous that you would start to get He's a lizard person, let's be honest here. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's weird famous. Super weird. <laughs> we I should make a list of all the people who are weird, weird famous, famous sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always say, like, I would love to get weird famous because that's a, yeah. a new level of money right there. If you get to that point, you have, you have so much money and you're so rich that you start to just kind of dissociate from the rest yeah. of society, right? Like, I've done everything, so I guess I'll you get super weird You elevate above, now. yeah. I got it. Well, <laughs> the only thing left to do is get weird, so. And he's a weird dude. Yes, he is. But like you said, he was always a little weird. Mm. Uh, but that's a different theory. That's different. Sorry, off topic. Uh, on yeah. the plausibility scale, Shauna, the idea that Garth Brooks is a serial killer who's got bodies hidden all over the place. Mm. Uh, how many humans hunted for sport out of 10 do we give this one? I'm going to give this one like 12 and a half humans hunted I'm for sport. Yeah, yeah, pretty low ranking yeah, by our low. standards. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Beckler, we were talking yesterday about the hairstyle, the quiff. Yeah. Which, if you look it up, it's that hair. It's like that Elvis style, Zayn Malik style haircut, where it's kind of. How do you describe that? It's kind of like a pompadour, but yes. a little wavier. Absolutely. So it kind of greased back onto the side. Most, lots of people have this haircut right now. Um, but we were laughing about how bad that name is because Quiff is just not a good name for a hairstyle. You know what I mean? Like, sure isn't because it sounds like something else. It it does. It sounds like it also is even worse for me because my grandmother used to call her sin cave the Quiff or the quiffy she actually used to call her clam digger that okay so when i hear quiff <laughs> clam digger I, clam digger i not only think of the other you know the the, the toot from your tuna yeah. knife, uh but also i think of my grandmother's clam digger so between the you two it's just of, not uh, good at all right her english muffin there her, her bamboo shoot is that's the toot from the bamboo shoot there's also the word quaff yes which means to drink something you're right um, but I always get the three of them mixed up. Yeah, I mean, Quiff is even just more closely related to the... Quiff, Quiff, Quaff. Quiff, Quaff, Quaff. It's a good uh, band name. Anyway, I was, that is fantastic. <laughs> I was doing some research on this hairstyle yesterday when we were talking about it, so I, I just Googled Quiff to post, again, just saying the word out loud, to see what popped up. <laughs> and the headlines that came up with this hairstyle... I just couldn't take them seriously back. Like, just listen to these, okay? And tell me you can't just... I can't. Ten celebrity quiffs to try. <laughs> what's, what's your quiff style? Three, way, three ways to do a quiff. Right? Like, yeah, I, know, I, I totally get it. And these yeah. are all serious articles. Right? Fifteen quiff hairstyles to show your barber. Oh like, man, not, no, don't show your barber. Let's not show your barber that. Show your wax or that. How to style your quiff and how to quiff like a celebrity. Honestly, like <laughs> the messy quiff. Oh no! Jeez, oh, like, like no! How to do the best quiff? The loose, unkempt okay. quiff. Just honestly. Come on. I can't. We need to come up with a different name for that, okay? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I passed a billboard yesterday that was advertising its own services. So it was like you could rent this billboard. It was available. Advertising, advertising, essentially. Mm, It's always funny. It referred to itself as out-of-home advertising, which I guess is the industry term for a billboard, out-of-home advertising. I hadn't heard that before. No. I heard outdoor advertising. Yep. Um, but out of home. Out which, of home advertising. Interesting. That's a new buzzword, I buzz term so. that they're using. New okay. marketing term. Yeah. So it, it also suggests that in-home advertising exists. And I guess it does if you consider your you know your TV or your devices I to guess be so. yeah. in-home advertising. But it got me thinking, what if that is one potential solution to the affordability crisis, particularly as it pertains to housing? Sell advertising 
inside people's homes. Okay. I mean, you'd have to host some pretty massive parties to make it worth them to do that. Because the audience is so small, right? right? That's the issue. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. Yeah. Um, What about like on the roof of your house or something? How many people see the roof of your house? I guess it depends where your house is. That's just it. A lot of people driving by. Yeah. If you're in a high traffic location. Yep. You could sell that for sure. Your garage. I guess if there's a way you could do it. You know where you could blast it out to a bunch of people okay, all at once. Yeah, 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 for sure. Then you could, then you could have come. To be fair, I think this is a terrible idea. By the way, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. But you could like sponsor parts of people's homes. For sure. This fridge brought to you by Sobies. Every time you open That's it great. up, Sobies. <laughs> I like that. I mean, in your bathroom, right? Just like they do at public bathrooms, where you go in and there's a, a, a screen that yeah. shows the adver- You could have that, and you're, you open the toilet bowl, and there's an advertisement right there that people have to watch while they're taking a leak. You got to watch an ad before it reveals the mirror to you. That yes, sort of thing. That you got to stand there and watch, listen to an ad before it turns on your before the tap goes on. Oh, for God's sakes! Uh, I'm a little like bit said, drunk. Sounds, I just need to wash my hands. It sounds terrible, but but it's a potential solution. I'm not, it is. Your, I'm not. I mean, if it saves you a bit of money on your house these days, then your morning, I do it. Your morning alarm clock sponsored by Spence Diamonds. Woo! <laughs> get your day off on the right foot there. Yeah, there you go. Just to, that would get you out of bed real quick. Sure would. Mm-hmm. Sure would. I mean, this all honestly sounds like a living hell. Yes. Um, on the other hand, world, though. So does $2,000 a month for a one bedroom. That's, it, That's a yeah. living hell, too. So. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Helen, said that thought experiment about having to watch ads to use stuff in your own house is bizarre and scary because it practically feels like reality already. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're talking about like subscription services in vehicles and stuff, like having to subscribe to unlock certain features of your vehicle, yeah, it doesn't seem that far-fetched, does it? It really doesn't. I mean, even I know some car enthusiasts are upset with the fact that a lot of the infotainment systems, when you turn on your vehicle, it plays like a short almost like branding video for, oh, the, yeah. for the automaker right. and they're like yep. I don't want to watch an ad every time I get into my vehicle it just turned on well what's going to happen is you're going to have a subscription service for your stove for your microwave <laughs> no I'm serious it, I I think it already exists probably in some appliances oh my god but it's what they do now is then you can upgrade your appliance so it'll be like a base price and you can with a subscription then upgrade to certain features on those appliances like I think that that's that's actually coming up right away which is wild to think about when the, the hardware is already built into the appliance. It's like, I, it's sitting here and I can't use it because I haven't unlocked this feature. Yeah. But you're right, everything has gone to subscription from like Microsoft Office and Adobe and all that. And, and I think as these companies are getting pressure to stop with wastefulness, you know, and rather than maybe, so now your appliances maybe will last longer, but you're going to have to renew your subscription and pay money to them that way. <laughs> like, Well, I just wonder if we won't see some quote unquote creative solutions to the big issues that we're seeing in housing like this. I feel like this would make a good Black Mirror episode. Totally. The last season or two of Black Mirror wasn't all that strong. I feel like they've covered a lot of their their best scenarios. Well, you know? we should submit this then. Yeah. Pitch it to them. In your house is a, either a subscription service or it's ad-based. Yeah. Wow. I hate that too because... Subscription, it's great. It, that annoys me because then it's like you actually could have that appliance and it could just not work for you. Like, yeah. imagine, yeah, you, oh no, you're not paying. So it's like, 
Yeah, no, scary. That's why they get you for forever, as opposed to just once, right? Yep. Instead of just paying it once and having it, they get you forever. Oh, it's so. the new cars. That's what's doing it, right? Not just with satellite, but with features in your car. That's what I mentioned. Yeah. Right. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's where. So it's going your. It's going your house next. I think. Yep. Uh. Well. At least as of right now, and I hope never, if you buy a home from Shane Homes, that home will be yours. Yes. You will not have to pay to unlock any subscriptions. No. Oh. Pay a subscription fee to unlock your front door. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, you're locked out of your house till you pay us. Yep. No, that's not the case. Uh, Shane no. Homes just builds lovely and affordably customizable homes. They've been doing it for something like four decades in Calgary. They've built over 15,000 homes. So you can have some peace of mind if you build with Shane Holmes that you're getting a quality home. Yes. And you can learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I learned the origin of a few different wine terms here, which I thought was fun for Friday. A little fun Friday wine day here for Sherry. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so first of all, vinegar. This is really obvious, and I never thought of that before, but vin means wine in French, and aigre means sour. So vinegar means sour wine, which is what bad wine turns into. Bad wine actually does turn into vinegar. So that's where all that comes together. Never had thought of that before. Is that how vinegar is made? I actually don't know how vinegar is made, but yes. I really thought about that Wine before. that's spoiled or whatever turns into vinegar. Huh. So I was like, yeah, but vin, I'm like, it's right there. Just never would have thought yeah. of that. So there you go. Sour it's wine. One of those obvious ones. Uh, Merlot comes from the French word merle, which I guess means blackbird. And so that's the reference to the color of the grapes. That's it. But the color of the grapes are the, the dark, like they look like a blackbird. So that's why Merlot is called that. Which M- Merlot, if you're a Terry. A Merlot, yeah. yeah. Look at the Mer- Merlot there. Yeah, one of the Merlots. Ah, look at the Merlot there. And one last one, the term butler comes from the old French batelier, which was a term used for the king's officer of wine. I didn't realize that was an actual thing. The king had like a wine guy? The king had a man whose full-time job was to serve him wine. Wow. It was also called a cupbearer, but it was a batelier. And okay. That's, I've heard cupbearer. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. They also called it a batelier in French, and it was literally because of bottle. Bottle means, you know, bottle of wine. But his job... Full-time job was just to make sure that the king was constantly having his wine when he wanted it. <laughs> and now the term butler has expanded to mean, you know, something More than just the wine. Yeah. But, and, oh, that's, that's awesome. Can I have that now? I was like, say, how, where do you have to get in life to have someone who just right? takes care of your booze? Imagine just, be, and that is your job. Oh, what do you do? I am the officer of wine. I'm sorry, <laughs> what? The officer of I'm wine. the officer the of wine. The wine officer. The wine yeah. cop, yep. Oh, oh, don't give white girls any ideas here, Shauna. I know. Bit of I a know. wine officer myself. Sherry's writing it down on her <laughs> message card. <laughs> Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday, off the air, Shauna, you and I got talking about Zamboni drivers. Yeah. I always thought driving a Zamboni would be a fun retirement job for someone who loves hockey. Oh, that would be great. Being at the rink all the time, yeah. driving the Zamboni. But the thing is, the Zamboni driver usually doesn't just drive the Zamboni. They do all kinds of maintenance at the rink. Fair. And that might be more work than someone who's retired is looking to do. Yeah. Yeah, the, I wonder if you could just do that, though. That would be great. Just drive the Zamboni? Oh, yeah. Pretty sweet. Make the ice look perfect yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Look back in your work and pride. Yeah. Then I got thinking about retirement jobs. 
What's the goat of retirement job, Shauna? What's the? Oh man! I mean, you could look at this either as like the job that mo- that the the that is most often filled by retirees, yep. or that you think would be the best job for a, a Walmart retiree. greeter. Uh, that's one of the first ones that came to mind for me too. Yep, lots of retired people are Walmart greeters, which is great. You get to chat with people as they walk in all day long. Yep, you never see anybody younger than like sixty-five, seventy in that you role, don't. right? No, that is. You don't. I always think about your dad who oh, like ran a lawn care business. And I was yeah. like, that would be great for retirement. But To a I, certain point, it gets pretty physical, I, was I gonna think. Say, yeah. It gets pretty involved, so maybe not that as much. Um, similar to the Walmart greeter, an usher? Oh, you yes. You know, like at an event or something? Yep. Uh, the the flames, right? Yeah, they got They're lots of older volunteers. folks, right? Yeah, and along that vein, the um the ones at the airport, the airport greeters. Yes. Okay. Those are also always retirees that maybe go it's and greeter then. Yeah, maybe it. Although golf course starter is another great one. Like the person who comes out and tells your your foursome when it's time to go or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You oh. go up to the, the starter, and that's always mostly a retired person as well who does okay. that job, and that seems awesome. You're on the golf course all day, and no physical labor. You just kind of yeah. tell you're next. That's about it. So I, I don't golf, and I was thinking there's got to be something to do with golf because old people love golf. Yes. Um, yeah. That but one not I too physical, right? No, that's why that oh, one's that's ideal. That's a good one. Yeah. I was also thinking shuttle driver. Yep. Because, I mean, certain driving jobs, old people don't want to do. They don't want to drive delivery or anything, right? Nope. Even, I think, like driving for a cab or for Uber or Lyft or whatever is probably a little more than they would want to do. Totally, yeah. But if you could, if, if you call it a shuttle mm-hmm. and you're just shuttling people around in a van or whatever. Absolutely. Or even a school bus. Yep. Right? Then, then I think you're going to get more interest from seniors in that role. Oh, totally. Um, I mean, my number one would be a ski friend. Ski friend? And I don't those, know if that's a job, is it? It is, yeah. What? A lot of events have what they call ski friends, and these that are the people made who, up. they show you the resort. So it's okay. for new people to the resort who maybe don't, they're not familiar with it. You can meet up with these ski friends, and they hang out there, and it's totally free, and they'll just take you around and show you, like, the best wow. parts of the mountain. They'll show you kind of the layout of the land so you can feel a little more comfortable there, and tons of those ski friends are retirees as well. Well, when I was looking into the top jobs for seniors tour guide kept coming up uh, yeah. so this is essentially a essentially tour guide essentially that right? yeah but it's like an hour and they hang out and then I think they all get free seasons passes for it oh that's cool tip. yeah so there you go yeah yeah. so the goat might be greeter yeah because there's so many different variations of that but then it depends on what you're into totally right like yeah a golf you, course starter be... if you're if you're a golfer that would be great the Beckler and Shauna podcast here's another thing you can't look cool doing Beckler what's that Falling asleep with the old gate mouth, or even worse, drooling. Yeah, it's a tough one. And if you're on a plane, it's almost inevitable because you're trying to fall asleep and you're sitting up, right? And your mouth will just naturally kind of gape open like that. Especially if your head tilts back. Like, do it right now. Just relax your face. And that's just it. You tilt your head back, your mouth wants to open. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're in a middle seat, you are absolutely going to be doing that. Like, there's no option, especially on a long-haul flight when you need to sleep, and that's going to be a thing. And you just can't look cool. No. Especially if there's that drool coming down. You just can't, you know? And the heavy breathing that comes along with it. Think of Lenny Kravitz. Okay, the coolest man on earth. And then think of him with the gate mouth. There is no way he'd be cooled, no matter what. Okay? A little bit of drool. Yeah, if you're a celebrity, you probably can't sleep on a plane. In case that happens to you, right? Seriously. Everyone's going to laugh and take photos. Public transit, the same thing? Yeah. Like, when I used to live downtown Toronto and I was taking the train all the time, I would 
I would I would always fall asleep and I'd wake up and you'd have that little bit. You're like, oh, I hope nobody saw. You know, everybody did. They were probably taking photos with you. This is kind of in the same vein, but friend of the show Nils messaged me with a scenario. He was asking if this fell under the category of dad badge or can't look cool doing. I said I thought it was a dad badge. Okay. Um, but he said falling asleep in a chair. Getting caught and then pretending you didn't. Oh, yeah, just resting your eyes. Yeah, I was just resting my eyes. I'm just resting my eyes. That's a real dad badge, That's isn't it? I think we've actually maybe even talked about that dad badge before. Was it the couch nap? Yeah, but it's the, always the denial that comes along with it, right? It's always like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just resting my... I don't know why you have to deny it. I know. It's okay, you're tired. You're like, allowed to have a nap. McKenna always does that when we're watching a show. She always falls asleep, and I'll be like, are you asleep? She's like, nope. No, just as rest. humans, we don't want no. to admit it. Like, hey, no, no. Say you're asleep, and we'll turn this off and go to sleep. It's like, a very natural thing we all have to do. Okay, this, is, this would be an older dad badge because you ha- you hit a certain age when you start falling asleep in chairs. It's I think. true. When yeah, you, when you have a chair nap, mm-hmm. I can't wait for chair nap. Me neither. Age. Holy crap! Get Give the mouth game now. going because you don't care if you're and cool or not. And the drool too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Here he goes. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. This is pretty quick, but I'd like to nominate a Terry of the Month if I could. Great. I saw one out when I was shopping yesterday, a Terry in the wild. Uh, he was with his wife or his old lady, perhaps. Yep. Don't know if they were married or not, but he was wearing a shirt that said, don't be a p- eat one. My God, Terry. That was my exact reaction. Holy my God, Terry. Ha- you can't wear that. He, where, where was he wearing this? This is a Costco. What? You can't be wearing... Can't be walking around in public you with that shirt on, Terry? No. And especially like with your wife? Jesus. Like She looked at me, she's like, yeah, uh, you look good, Terry. Let's go. Oh, my God. Hon, have you seen my pussy eating shirt? It's my favorite one. <laughs> Did you wash it or... <gasps> Oh, man, Terry. Terry the Month nominee right there. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I found this list of Canadianisms, Beckler. So these are things that we in Canada say very commonly, but they are rarely used outside of our country. And it's funny because there's a lot of them that you can maybe think of off the top of your head. But there's other words that we use quite often, and then you forget that when you go elsewhere, they're like, what? That's not the word we use for that. So not the stereotypical ones, not the cliche ones. Not the, the cliche ones, but the ones that are just, yeah, different terms, which in fact, fair a fair amount of these I will use in, for example, the States, mm. and they'll correct you because okay. they've, if it's a tourist place, they've heard it before, but they're like, no, no, that's not what we call it here. And they kind of hear like, oh, right, right. So I'll just fire you with the sure. Canadian version and see if you, we'll start easy here, Zed. Z. Uh, Chesterfield. Couch. Which that one, I mean, to be honest, we don't really use anymore. That's an old person thing. It's an old person thing. Uh, Double Double. Uh, I don't know what they would call it there. I don't drink coffee, but... Two cream, two sugar. But if you ever say Double Double to anywhere in the States, they're like, I don't know what that means. Uh, Timbit. A donut hole? Yeah. Which is always so weird when you go to a place and you see them, you're like, that's... I'll have a couple of those donut holes. You always want to say Timbit. Line up. Uh, I... (sighs) I know in the UK it's a Q. Yeah, and that's the one that kind of is the other option. So that's more the UK thing. To be on Pogi. Uh, welfare. Yeah, that's an East Coast thing. Or we don't really use that employment assistance, here, right? There you go. Yes, Mickey. Uh, what do they call that? They have all different kinds of terms for their liquor, liquor jug sizes. Like they have a handle instead yep. of a... What do they call them? Do you know how many ounces is in a Mickey? Yeah, uh, 12? 13. 13, yeah I, know, yeah, I know it's like half a 2.6. It's like seven. So that's or, just it. Or they'll yeah. just say like 375 milliliter yeah. bottle okay. or whatever. Um, but it's funny because no one in the States knows what a Mickey is. So if you ever go to a store, they're like, what are you talking about? A 2.4. This one's more 
Ontarian a case. Yeah, a case. Back bacon. Mm, oh, this one I always get confused by. Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon. They just okay. call it ours, which I'll take. <laughs> Robertson screwdriver. Oh, they have a different name for it? They don't know what a Robertson screwdriver is. I know the screws aren't super common down there. No, they just call them but, square heads. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if you say Robertson, it's like, I think I was reading, 88% of people are like, I don't know what the frig that is. I believe so. that screw head is a Canadian invention, too. Yeah, it is, yeah, so. by Robertson. Uh, the bill. The bill? Yeah, like, let's say you're going to a restaurant and you ask for the, the bill. check? They say the check, and I always get corrected. They're always like, nope, nope, it's the check here. I'm like, oh, right, Eve's trough is not a thing outside of here. Oh, I didn't know, gutter. Yeah. Uh, paper nap, or sorry, we say serviette. I just gave you gave it away, but paper napkin, mm-hmm. although Terry doesn't say serviette either. Washroom. Bathroom? Yeah. I always say bathroom, too. I never say washroom. Sometimes washroom. I do, and every time I do, I get corrected, especially in Europe. They don't know. They're like, uh, excuse me? Where do they say the toilet? This, Is that, that's it, yeah. That's in, a funny one, too. In Europe, that's really funny. I gotta funny. go to the toilet. Yeah, just the toilet. Track pants? <laughs> I mean, we say both. They don't say track pants anywhere else. What do we call them? Windbra- not wind pants? No, we say track pants. They say sweatpants. Sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Last one, runners. We say track pants? Yeah. Huh. The odd person does. That one Runners, kind of sneakers. Sneakers. Uh, gi- giver. What do they say? Just get her done? Get, give it all you have. You know, something like that, but they won't say giver. And one last one, rye and ginger. A rye and ginger? Yeah. They don't have, They don't say that. It'll be the, a Canadian whiskey and ginger ale. But if you say rye and ginger, it's like, what? Oh. So there you go. And I know you're a big Ryan and Ginger fan, so Ryan not. Ryan not. I'm well I'm happy to to lay claim to uh to well, rye here. Canadian you did rye damn whiskey. good by the way. You know both. Thank you. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We didn't mention this in the news this morning, but there was a big federal court decision yesterday regarding the government's single use plastics ban. Right. They deemed that it was unreasonable and unconstitutional. So most people in Canada will know all about this, but the federal government is in the process of enacting a ban on six different items made from plastic. Uh, plastic straws, straws are the big one, of course. Yeah. Grocery bags. Eggs. Stir sticks, I think. Right. Cutlery. Yeah. Uh, those drink rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're at varying levels of being banned right now. Right. Um, but the this federal court said, no, that's uh, unreasonable and unconstitutional. Huh. Now, I'm no legal expert, but based on what I read, it sounds like it was the way in which the ban was brought about. That's That was the problem okay. that they had. Um, because the plastics were ruled toxic under the Canadian Environmental Perfe- Protection Act, but this court decided that was too broad. You can't just say, okay, all these plastics are toxic. Okay. But that was the only way the government could ban them, was Got by you. deeming them to be toxic. So, it's very complicated. Um, yeah. Environment Environment Minister Stephen Gibo, who's a real popular guy here in Alberta, mm. he says they're strongly considering an appeal. Um, okay. But we will see how much political capital they want huh. to spend on appealing this, this decision. The part that cracks me up is that it was described as unconstitutional. That's the part that when you first... I was like, I'm sorry, what? Again, I'm no legal expert. I have no constitutional law expert here but our rights I, and freedoms are being <laughs> taken away because we're using a plastic straw here is that what we're saying or i would be surprised if plastic straws were enshrined in our constitution i don't think they are i mean I'd- so I, I read that and i looked into it again and it seems like it's it was the federal government overstepping their bounds in terms of provinces rights i see okay yeah that makes sense it's the, not yeah. that we have 
you know, the like process <laughs> of it. Not that we have somewhere in the Constitution written that you you need to be able to own your own no. plastic straw and plastic bag. It's not like this is our version of the United States Second Amendment, where you have the right to the bear right, arms, and we have the right, say, to the right to bear plastic straws. Yes, yeah, the right <laughs> the right to bear a plastic bag. That's right. Okay, uh, which is I guess good. I was prepared to set up my own st- NRA style organization, Absolutely. advocating for our rights. Yes, I was going to plastic wave the bags. plastic bag as a straw or yes. as a, a flag, you know, up there. Just yeah, yeah you okay, can grab these plastic the straws from my cold dead fingers. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a. What do you call those little those things you used to do with through the straws? The spitballs. Spitballs. Just do that at people instead. Which is your God-given right as that a Canadian. That is my so. right. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.